0: Views expressed on the International Internet Strangers Mixtape do not necessarily reflect the views of the United States, the United Kingdom, their respective societies for the prevention of cruelty to animals or postal services. Oh, yeah, my uh, drive soundbite doesn't play. I got to fix that. Ah. Nonetheless, uh, welcome to uh, low energy. Let's try it again. Not gonna edit it out, but we are gonna try that intro again. Hold on. <laughs> Welcome, uh, beautiful babies, to the International Internet Strangers mixtape, um, the only podcast that I am on. Uh, <laughs> now that one's dumb. The only podcast that you are listening to right now. I hope.
1: Yeah. I like to.
0: I like to multitask, but two podcasts at once. I don't think I can do
1: no it's kind of giving me uh super villain vibes like
0: you know? oh yeah like like uh riddler in uh batman forever
1: yeah yeah uh
0: just kind of absorbing all of it at once so, I, can, I can do music and a podcast okay
1: uh
0: but i can't do rap like anything too lyrical and a podcast yeah i, I, I can't do it uh i can't read and and listen to to rap either
1: no. It, yeah, I know too... what you mean. Any, anything with kind of lyrics that even vaguely get your attention, it's like, oh, well, I have to reread this whole page now. Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> yeah. Where the words are more more lyric, like more, these are the words than this is me singing. Because mm. singing, that's music, and you can kind of wrap it all up into the thing. But yeah, if I'm, you know, listening to, let's be honest, the first Wyclef album... <laughs> and trying to read something then that's that's all I get is uh gone till November
1: Mm. oh man look uh can we just uh get a little bit of appreciation for Damon for waking up incredibly early to speak to me today thank you very
0: much the fun thing is I, I typically when we do these Sunday recordings wake up at the same time I woke up today but I actually did a little prep the night before Nice. got uh all the sound stuff in the same room got you know all the stuff prepped so i could just make the coffee instead of having to wash mugs and and everything so little prep and and everything and yeah we've made it work okay uh oh we didn't do this part my name is damon
1: oh yeah and i'm zen you should know that by now
0: <laughs> yeah um and uh, yeah, so the gimmick is every week uh, on the podcast, and we use the term every week pretty loosely mm. in a couple of ways. Every week we talk <laughs> about uh, a mixtape that uh, I made for Zen or Zen made for me. Um, we, oh, this is what, like the third one?
1: Gosh, yeah. I mean, 154 well, minutes took about 20 episodes to get that's true, <laughs> And it's a
0: two-disc, that was a two-disc set, so. Yeah. Yeah. So one one from you, one very long one from me, and this is your second one. Yeah. Uh, this uh 2002, yes. maybe early 2003. I
1: th- Definitely oh, yeah. 2002.
0: Yeah, Christmas 2002, I think is when I.
1: Yeah. When
0: I got it. Okay. Uh, it's called a prize for the first runner-up. Uh, if you check out the part one episode, you can see the library if you see this is part two. <laughs> You'll know that one's part one. We only did two songs on part one because yeah. uh, it was a weird morning, and then I went off into the southeastern Utah desert for a month, and uh,
1: with reasons, not just to oh, you know like hermit out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't a,
0: a pilgrimage. <laughs> I, I it's it's my regular day job. Moved me out there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, that's it. So, uh, oh, anything at the top of the show? Any corrections or? I'm, I'm bad at gosh. writing these down now. It's something yeah. I used to remember. but
1: I, I've, I've never been good at this, but <laughs> um, I would obviously like to apologize for whatever was going on with my mic during the Stephen King episode. Um, I feel especially annoyed about that because uh, it was a great episode. We had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Um, I have a new mic set up today, so I'm hoping things are going to sound a bit nicer. We will see
0: um yeah what what's weird about that one is we we couldn't figure out how to turn it down mm. like I, I feel like typically like if there's audio problems on a on a podcast probably somebody's too quiet but your mic was so loud yeah um
1: and it was like a fancy mic as well it was one that I borrowed from uh from somewhere <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I don't know I don't know maybe we need to look into fancier uh, software where you can adjust things. I don't know. Yeah. But there we go. Um. Yeah. And I guess just since that episode, I have continued with the Stephen King uh binge, and I've finally seen Cujo, the original film. Oh, it's nice. As terrible as everyone says, <laughs> if not worse. Uh. And I was watching the original Pet Sematary, on the back of your recommendation as well, which is also very different to the to the new one but
0: yeah okay for some reason you said pet cemetery and my brain said oh salem's lot but (laughs) yeah um that's cool And and you've been uh have you still been listening to the king cast
1: yeah yeah i've not got that far with that but i've done a good few episodes um and really enjoyed oh come on brain kate kate Siegel. kate
0: Siegel. yeah
1: yeah she was a great guest like proper i mean you know she's she's uh yeah married
0: to to mike flanagan
1: mike flanagan so you think they probably are both horror geeks and have some very interesting conversations at home but she is absolutely full of tidbits um
0: (laughs) and that was the uh what's a good marriage ideal marriage uh
1: good marriage yeah but she's she's done a couple of episodes with
0: them now. I was gonna say yeah, she comes she comes back. I think I let me see which one I just listened to. Um, I'm in the 40s. <clears throat> like oh yeah, you're, 40 you're way so.
1: ahead of me.
0: And I started uh back at app one It's a real bummer that your app started at uh 27. Because mm. it's a, it starts really well i think
1: yeah i wonder if maybe i can find it somewhere else i was just being lazy i was you know yeah. looking on my google podcast app because that's the easiest
0: oh they're, they're on spotify it ah, goes well, all go. the way back um yeah there's an let me see what other kate Siegel i listened to recently mm. yeah, shawshank the mangler storm of the century Ooh, the uh on writing episode uh
1: oh, okay
0: that's uh ryan johnson is the guest
1: Cool.
0: that's a uh, a really good one uh they get will wheaton on to talk about different seasons nice uh shining miniseries oh Firestarter. kate siegel comes back and talks about Firestarter.
1: okay is she talking they kind of mixed it up before but is it are they talking about the the book and the old uh drew barrymore
0: yeah the, it's uh it's before the the new one because the new one just came out yeah
1: I don't know if I think it's it was,
0: out yet or oh in the, yeah it was like two weeks ago in the u.s i think it came out
1: oh okay like, yeah i'm awesome. not sure if it's out over here but i will be watching that
0: yeah i've actually caught up to where i had uh started listening to the to the like i had picked out two kind of random ones in the middle mm. uh, the stand with uh vincenzo natali who directed cube
1: okay your favorite uh,
0: yeah, he, he also directed a couple episodes of the the new stand miniseries. Mm.
1: Um,
0: that's that's a really good uh, episode and then it with uh, Emily V. Gordon who uh, wrote The Big Sick. She's married to Camale. Um, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So those those are excellent episodes. I just re listened to them because they were in the uh, uh just in the sequence.
1: Yeah yeah. Oh nice. Yeah, I'm not as good at listening to podcasts as you. Um Sure. I I tend to listen to music and audiobooks more. Um But yeah, it's it's started to slowly make its way into my regular rotation. Yeah.
0: Like like I'm I'm making an effort to make sure there's an album mixed into my daily playlist and it's not just podcast. I listened to Meshuga yesterday
1: oh okay so that's what that tweet was about
0: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's uh is it inspire the so the podcast tweeted a list um and i I like to consider the podcast twitter sentient i don't do it you don't do it's the the podcast twitter (laughs) did it management did it um (laughs) we've hired an intern for it but uh yeah a, a list of the big four in Seventeen different metal genres. Mm. So, I, and and the only the only big four I'll ever remember is uh, Slayer, Metallica, Anthrax, and Megadeth. Mm. Unless I mean, I guess Seattle's big four: Soundgarden, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and Alice in Chains.
1: Yeah,
0: filling in the Anthrax spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we kind of touched on this before, but some of them, it's like big three that's another
0: one yeah yeah (laughs) um but it was it was funny going through that list and saying like okay well i'll never listen to that genre Hmm. no any i i realized basically anything with core at the end i can't do it i can't i can't stand the vocal
1: (laughs) hmm yeah it's fair it's not for everyone
0: no matter how how the rest of the music is described and like oh it's cool like yeah I don't know I can't I can't if the vocal's not there I can't do it that's why I love Metallica more than Slayer yeah and uh oh I I I caught you know some whim to listen to Megadeth the other day on Spotify I noticed they had an acoustic album I was like, "Oh, okay. yeah." My two least favorite parts of Megadeth: Dave Mustaine's writing and Dave Mustaine's singing. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I can't imagine it was great.
0: Yeah, I I didn't I didn't listen to it. I just put on. Oh, I was gonna say I just put on like "Rust in Peace," but then I remembered. No, I it was '97's cryptic writings because I I have like a. It's not an obsession, it's like a, a subroutine mm. or something about uh, the, the late 90s output of the big four of 80s thrash metal. Because, uh, again, I, I, I think I said this on Twitter, I love reading the Wikipedia articles for metal bands I can't quite listen. bring yeah. myself to listen to. Uh, so there's a, a, a trend i don't think anthrax really did it maybe they did i don't remember but 96 97 98 they all put out an album that was criticized by their long-term fans as being too new metal or too uh,
1: yeah, alternative
0: course, yeah. so load and reload um slay of oh, the slayer ones diabolus and musica i think oh, I, I can know. picture the cover but uh which is rare for a slayer album i can picture that one and uh god hates us all and the rest are just kind of muddy black and red hellscapes I
1: mean, you're doing better than me so <laughs>
0: um but yeah I, and because i love those metallica albums because that was a very particular time for me that's when i yeah. got into metallica so
1: I, I think that's probably true for a lot of people our age like that was true for me yeah i had a friend who's whose parents were really into music and had like an enormous, you know, tape and vinyl collection. Um, and they bought, I guess, Load or Reload? Reload was 99, right? Uh,
0: I think Reload was 98 and then 99 there was Garage Inc. and SM. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It was a, yeah, it was a so big it... Metallica time.
1: yeah. But yeah, they had bought those albums, didn't like them as much, so my friend kind of claimed them, and we were like, oh, this is amazing! Uh, so yeah, that was my that was my Metallica intro as well.
0: Yeah, and so I'm, I'm, I'm curious about those out, the, the Megadeth album from then, which is Cryptic Writings, and I think mm. there might be an Anthrax one, but again, it's hard to get me... Oh, speaking of Anthrax, that's something I wanted to bring up on the uh, uh, Stephen King episode, mm. is they've got on the one album I've listened to, the one Anthrax album I've really listened to, two songs about Stephen King stories. Oh, cool. Um, I, I can't I mean, remember. I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I feel
1: like people who like metal probably like horror. There's a bit of a correlation there, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, I, and they've got one song about Judge Dredd.
1: Yeah, it, we can see it that. It was
0: really weird listening to it. And I was like, that lyric's oddly pro-cop. What's going on? Oh oh! Oh they're in Mega City. I get I get what's happening. Yeah.
1: Um
0: but yeah, they've got a song called Skeleton in the Closet that's about the story apt pupil. Hmm. So
1: Okay.
0: Anthrax. Um <laughs> Do I have Yeah, Third Man Record? Can... Um I, I don't I don't have any other notes on anything or I I had a couple ideas for like opening like a game or something we could do, but I never really fleshed anything out. So it's yeah, kind of half-hearted. I,
1: I was thinking after the, um, the sudden success of running up that hill off the back of stranger things that we might. Oh, that's where it came in from. Some okay. sort of, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, a whole generation of, of kids who probably don't know Kate Bush or certainly don't know the depths of the, uh, that catalogues have suddenly discovered her. Yeah, so she's number one in the charts, which I think is quite cool. But, oh, that's um, really cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought maybe we. could... Uh, do you like Kate Bush? Is is she on your?
0: Well, I'll I'll be honest. I first heard "Running Up That Hill" by uh, covered by Placebo.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But uh, yeah, that song I've I've definitely gotten into, and then uh, the the local public radio station um katie listens to him uh, a lot and she'll uh pick up songs <clears throat> she'll shaz- shazam them and send them to me and yeah. like hey this put this on a, a mix uh so the song cloud busting has, yeah, has come great. into rotation as well uh but yeah i'm always surprised like at the because kate bush definitely didn't hit in the u.s the way she did in the uk sure. um and yeah so i'm not as as familiar as uh as some yeah not yeah. not it's it's really just those two songs that i know know i do mm-hmm. have uh I, I have a friend who who moved apartments and basically left all their vinyl to me nice. i i still consider it theirs i'm holding on to it but i i do have a, a vinyl copy of hounds of love
1: uh it's a great album really good album um okay cool well that's yeah just uh i hadn't really thought about the whole us uk thing but yeah she is very much a kind of quirky uk kind of vibe rather than the mainstream
0: yeah it's yeah it's music that's harder to to hit the charts over here
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: always it I'll, i'll always uh just gives I, I get a little delight from artists or that uh that managed like pretty big careers in the UK and we had one song over here.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I you know, I guess you've got the flip side of that, that there are mega mega stars. I'm I'm specifically thinking of like country music. Oh yeah. Um in, in the US who, you know, ninety nine percent of Brits would just be like, Who?
0: Yeah, that's true, and that's that's a whole extremely popular genre that's yeah. very localized. Yeah.
1: Mm. Anyway, uh, yeah. How would you feel about cracking into the mix?
0: I I say let's do it. Um, wait, here's what I say. <laughs> I like the sound of that.
1: <laughs> What's that from?
0: It just it's an ad that was on a podcast, and I was like, that is. Perfect. I got this one from the same ad. They're both great. It's just it's for a, a credit union. It's just like a little little ad. Um. So oh, yeah, there's a woman doing voiceover, and then that little guy adding commentary about the features. I like the sound of that. All right. Uh. Yeah. Let's let's kick off with the next song in the sequence. Let me get this pulled up. All right, um, all right, this is soul wax. This is really just only, maybe, only just a
1: More than yeah more than this by salt so we started with a couple of tracks from the romeo and juliet soundtrack which was uh, very uncreative of me um <clears throat> which was about what yeah 1997 so we're, we're moving along chronologically this is from <laughs> 1998 um so i i guess most people would know soul these days as too many djs um and the work they've done with like the work they've done the uh that <laughs> they like remix stuff is is more famous i think
0: yeah um, like i've i've got like a seven or eight minute rebel rebel soul Wax remix
1: yeah yeah they've done some really great ones um but yeah but before that they were in this kind of um i don't know what you'd call it kind of indie pop band i guess yeah
0: that's that's the vibe um, i get it's got like a yeah like an elliot smith sort of i mean elliot smith's really specific but it's in that sort of orbit
1: yeah kind of like i mean something that i did notice when i was going through this is that there's there's a run of kind of miserable songs <laughs> yeah it
0: starts off real sexy and then gets very wistful introspective yeah,
1: very maudlin. yeah um we do we do move away from that eventually but i don't think we're going to get there this episode <laughs> so this this is a slightly maudlin episode but yeah um this was just one of those albums that so i had a, a record store on on the high street where i lived called turntable And they used to do like a, you know, bargain bin, reduced CDs that haven't sold.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: And I think this was from in there. Like, and it just had a cool front cover. It was like a chalk outline of a guy with some headphones on. I was like, oh, that looks so cool. Oh, there you go. Um, So, yeah, but I really liked it. Um, And then a couple of years after I made this mix, I went to Belgium. So these guys are Belgian. I don't know if you know that um
0: it's always a delight to find out a musician is belgian (laughs) because like you know they don't think like dutch musicians sure i see that happening belgium's
1: a pretty small place like
0: isn't front 242 aren't they Belgian?
1: i don't know i feel like the things that belgium have given us are stella artois beer and soul (laughs) works i don't don't really know uh (laughs)
0: Yeah, uh, and oh, waffles. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Mayonnaise on chips is the way forward. Yeah. Um, so yeah, David and Stephen uh They they actually replaced David Bowie when I went to go and see him in Belgium because it was the year that he got a lollipop in his eye and then had some sort of um, heart problem, so had to cancel. I-
0: i remember the heart problem i, I don't remember the lollipop incident oh, what is...
1: okay you'll have to google it afterwards basically you, you okay, know how, like people get a bit overexcited and throw things on the stage sometimes oh Someone yeah a lollipop and it hit him like stick first in the eyeball oh. um so i think that was in somewhere in europe because it was part of the the european, european leg of the tour player. yeah um and then the next few shows were cancelled and people were like, is he cancelling because he's got a bad eye? Is it because he's annoyed with the crowds? It's like, oh no, he's had some sort of uh, cardiac incident. Um, so yeah.
0: And that that was basically kind of the end of the, the live performance for him, right?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think
0: because there wasn't an album between that and the next day and i think he he, uh he appeared with arcade fire at a fashion award thing yeah and uh they did wake up in i think five years and that was that was kind of it and that was the start of the reclusive Mm. era
1: yeah i mean if that had been my only opportunity to see him live i would you know I'd be very, very bitter about it. Luckily, I had seen him live before, but um, the friends that yeah. I went with hadn't. So,
0: yeah, and to have crossed a major body of water to do so. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, in the grand scheme of things, Belgium isn't really that far from the UK.
0: Well, no, and that there's a ferry. It's not. It's not like you you were on a steamer <laughs> no. for three days. But. I think
1: I think we did like the Eurostar, and it it took like you know from paddington probably to i don't know to wherever we went it's it's like a matter of hours you know it's not that far
0: that's all that's so cool
1: yeah but yeah so that's that so yeah i did see them uh in their in their uh, too many djs guys incarnation. incarnation exactly and they did do that rebel rebel mix um but I'm not sure I appreciated it as much as I could have done because I was sad that Bowie wasn't there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's rough. Uh, So soul wax is one of those title, like one of those band names that like I, especially since they do so many remixes, you see soul wax Mm -hmm. remix. So there's like, it's, it's, it felt always to me like it was out there. But not part of the stuff I was aware of. Um, I don't the, the story I'm trying to start <laughs> is that I have this very distinct memory of uh, d- you, you're familiar with the uh, uh, McDonald's that was a UFO yeah. uh, in uh, Huntington, I think, outside Albury. Yeah, yeah. Uh, used to be. Uh, restaurant called megatron and mcdonald's moved in and kept the cool ufo shape uh, so i have a, a memory of being in that mcdonald's and in line and kind of listening to the radio that was playing in the mm. background and they played a song about drew barrymore okay in specifically drew barrymore in et okay and that's as much of the the memory as i really had i i like i remembered the lyric um how would I feel if I was Drew Barrymore? Something yeah. like that. And for the longest time, I thought it was Soul Wax, or there's another band called Wax. And just every every couple of years, I'd be like, what was that? What was that Drew Barrymore song? Can I find it? Can I do the proper dig? I eventually <laughs> hmm. did. Uh, it's by a group called The Action Spectacular.
1: Nowhere close, but okay.
0: <laughs> I was way off yeah it's it's a great it's a great little song i i bought it on their band camp wasn't even on itunes i had to to go to the band camp to get it so fair enough that's that's <laughs> my soul wax adjacent experience it's very adjacent um but yeah cool <laughs> All
1: Right, we gonna Let's hit the next one but time is only. your side. It's on your side
0: now I'm pushing you down
1: And all around It's no cause for concern Now, I will say, anyone who knows me or has known me in the past ten years or so will be like, why has zen put coldplay on a mixtape it's a good question (laughs) i am not a fan of coldplay um so i'm very confused about this i don't know why i put this on here i i assume so the next the next three songs are all from albums and eps that came out in 2002 so i think i was trying to be very current um i, okay. did, I did have this album i think it. I, I think it was just before i was bitter and twisted and hated coldplay <laughs> I,
0: I don't know i i liked this album i i don't revisit it very yeah. often but i i do remember thinking um because you know i i heard trouble on the radio from the first album yep. and that was, I, it's a cool little piano bit, and I liked that one. Um, and then I knew Yellow was a big hit in the U.S. I don't remember really hearing it uh, in England at the yeah. time. Um, but I bought a, an MTV2 sampler, and it was on mm. there. No,
1: it, it was big um, so I was
0: like, mm. Yeah. I mean, how could it not be, really? I just don't, it, it wasn't part of my ambient,
1: Mm-mm.
0: you know, I, I missed it somehow, uh, but yeah, when when Russia Blood to the Head came out, I don't remember what prompted me to to get it, but I actually got that yeah. album. I I really like it. I I probably still would would like it with the asterisk that now I've got more of a vibe from Coldplay. I've listened to several very boring albums yeah. from Coldplay that followed it, so. The, a, an extremely lackluster Super Bowl performance. Oh
1: yeah absolutely so I I think this was I, I've put a note saying uh, I think this was recommended to me by someone who said oh you like Radiohead you'll like this band. Yep um,
0: you'll like softer Radiohead
1: yeah. and I think yeah I think this album it was inoffensive it was there were some pleasant tracks on it but yeah, like you yeah. say, I think as time has gone on, I just yeah, I just don't like. I, I do.
0: I do remember in the uh, the letter that you sent along mm. with it. Um, I do remember you saying that this you picked Amsterdam because it was the only song that hadn't already been played to uh, death. Yeah,
1: yeah. And now it has.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So. Um, mm
0: yeah i i don't i still do have kind of an emotional attachment to the scientist mm-hmm. and I heard uh it ha- it would have had to have been Mark Ronson cover of uh clocks that's really really cool and funky in the way that you get from mm. Mark Ronson
1: more trumpets
0: yep yeah and <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's good enough for Coldplay. Yeah,
1: it'll do. And, uh, yeah, like... I, I do...
0: I Oh, I was going to say, I do love a song called Amsterdam. Yeah. Uh, Peter Bjorn and John have a great song called Amsterdam.
1: Yeah.
0: Van Halen has one that comes up when I'm looking for the other two.
1: <laughs> There's the uh, Jacques Brel song that David Bowie covered in the, in the Beeb tapes. Oh.
0: Well,
1: is that Port of Amsterdam or is it just Amsterdam?
0: I'm not sure. Honestly, it's it's not one that's coming to me.
1: Fair. Um yeah, so like I said, this is this is the first of a trilogy of miserable songs from two thousand
0: and two. Um so yeah, on that note, should we have the next one? Yeah, that's it.
1: want you to ask me why, you don't want you
0: to justify, you
1: turn my glass you are. There goes the fear by doves I mean despite this song also going on to become incredibly popular um, so I think it was like number three in the charts over here for quite a while Okay, uh, I still like it it's still a nice song but yeah it's, it's got that kind of, it's, it's again got that kind of like melancholy slightly droning kind of vocals I mean they're from Manchester so yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's fun um yeah and it's it's one of those songs that i'd been listening to this mix for a long time before i realized that song's seven minutes
1: wow is it i didn't realize that
0: yeah i'm, I'm sure there was a shorter version that that was getting the radio play mm. but yeah that's a it's a longer one yeah do i not have... let's check here sorry i'm i'm looking for for okay yeah because I had uh, this, this was my, you know, really my only connection to Doves mm-hmm. is uh, this song on this mix. Uh, but I was at the library looking through music. And I was like, "Oh, hey, there's a Doves yeah. album. Let's let's grab that and uh, put a song on uh, mix for Katie." Uh, Almost forgot myself. Mm. That's why I was looking up. I couldn't remember the the title, what song it was, and because for her i don't typically uh print the track list mm-hmm. um they they just go in her car and she listens to yeah. it uh she thought that was a cold play song oh
1: okay well yeah i mean you know and i
0: can it. and then i was like oh yeah i can this this is kind of an upbeat cold play sort of song yeah i now i can hear yeah. it so i was like okay lesson learned yeah
1: yeah i i mean you know i i put them back to back on this mix it's i can see where she's coming from it fits yeah yeah and i have to say like i i i think they've had multiple albums since but this was really the one that i listened to um yeah you know someone i think i would have been in in sixth form by this point so there's a a guy that i fancied that lent me lent me the album and it's like yeah it's great
0: that (laughs) That's a that's a that's an important that that makes an impact yeah. on a on an album.
1: Sadly, yeah, I was trying to think, two thousand two. So it would have been seventeen. I guess I would have. Well, I, it depends when I put this together, but I'm just thinking I, I would have had my driving license by then. So just. I, I think that the last broadcast by Doves was one of my driving albums. You know? Okay. Um
0: I think that might have been the album that this is uh the the one I put on, on Katie's yeah. almost forgot myself.
1: Yeah, I can't I can't uh, remember the, the track listing very well, but no, it's a good one.
0: Yeah, the the driving album is a very important mm. thing uh okay no nope, that is not the doves album <laughs> that i got Fair enough. which and i mean I, I would have recognized there goes the fear if, if it had been. yeah
1: yeah 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 definitely the, so the recognizable
0: one oh now i gotta look up the discography and see what <laughs> what uh album it was and when it came out mm. oh wow so had albums in 2000, 2002, 2005, 2009. And then, like so many artists, huge gap and then a 2020 album. Mm, Yeah. So, oh, Some Cities, it was the 2005 album. That's what it was.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like there was some story about maybe one of the band members died or something. I don't know. I...
0: Oh.
1: I like say I, I wasn't like a big fan and, and kind of lost touch with, with what they did with their career and stuff but I think that might be why they had such a long hiatus possibly could be making um, it up who knows let's
0: see yeah Wikipedia says they went on hiatus in 2010 uh, Goodwin released his first solo album Odlodeck, in 2014 really? Williams Brothers regrouped as Black Rivers uh tour dates with noel gallagher i do love the liam and noel are in the the news now for having not seen each other in 10 years
1: <laughs> yeah fair enough though <laughs> yeah
0: i mean i can't say i would want to no they both seem like miserable cusses
1: absolutely Okay, so uh, I will stop making up trivia about bands.
0: <laughs> stop alleging dead band members.
1: Yeah, uh, I, but yeah, that's, you know, that's probably all I've got to say on Doves, really. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: that that's fair. It's 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 an interesting song, and I mean, to pull a song that poppy and and bouncy out to seven minutes, like without mm. you know just lengthy guitar noodling or, or atmospheric keyboards or anything, that's that's pretty good. It, it doesn't sound like a seven minute song
1: no that really surprised me that you said that but
0: yeah yeah it, once I, it, I was like oh that's that's a little more impressive i think it raised my esteem for the <laughs> for the song a little bit having that um, all right well yeah let's keep 2002 a rolling mm-hmm.
1: by the Mars Volta. So I I have a very strong memory of um, being in sixth form and my mate Dan, who is now a journalist, um, made me a rip with... uh, So this was from a a three-track EP that the Mars Volta had had brought out. It was their first kind of release, um, obviously after the breakup of At The Drive-In and before they released any albums or anything. Uh, and he was so excited for me to listen to it it was like the hot new thing you
0: know? sure yeah um, i i can i can definitely see putting it forth as that cuz it is it's such a specific mm. sort of sound that that mars volta thing
1: yeah and yeah i this this song kind of particularly stuck out to me and you know if if you look at kind of reviews of it as well a a lot of people seem to say that this was like the centerpiece of the three track ep sure um i i didn't realize quite how depressing the song is until i was looking up some trivia for today
0: yeah and yeah during the clip i was trying to listen to the to the lyrics but it, it was coming through kind of muddy and i wasn't and i mean it's kind of hard to pick them out
1: Mm.
0: most of the time
1: yeah so okay so i've just copied and pasted this i think from wikipedia but apparently it's it's a brutal condemnation of a former bandmate um from at the drive-in who cedric and omar regarded as a sociopath and who they believe is responsible for tormenting their friend into committing suicide Yeep. really dark so it's uh,
0: it's kind of a, a a true in the air tonight
1: wow well, okay where
0: where that wasn't really a a, a thing that the the uh the urban legend surrounding it you know I, like,
1: don't, I don't i don't know
0: this you don't you don't know the in the air tonight rumor no. is that <clears throat> so so the way a little analysis and the whole story falls apart right but <laughs> okay. uh, but you know playground spreading stuff around you don't always do that analysis mm. story goes phil collins saw somebody watch somebody drown
1: source and okay
0: wrote in the air tonight as a uh, uh i know what you did last summer sort of thing knowing that like and and then like part of it is that guy was supposed to be in the audience like up front as he sang it
1: right and it was right. like
0: you but also Phil, you watched him watch the guy.
1: I was gonna say, if you're if you're watching someone watch then you yourself are watching them drown That's, Yeah, yeah Like unless
0: you, you are, you know, ignoring the drowning person, and then how do you know what you're watching?
1: Mm. What
0: you're watching them watch.
1: Oh weird. No, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. So but but this is actually that.
1: Yeah, so this this friend of theirs, uh, Julio Venegas, I don't know how you probably
0: pronounce that. Uh, probably the accent on the first one. Venegas, yeah.
1: Venegas um, sounded like a very a very troubled person. Um, he injected himself with rat poison and he was in a Jeez. coma, um, and then successfully took his own life. But um...
0: oh, I that sounds familiar. I think that's part of the Deloused in the Comatorium yes storyline
1: yeah exactly so into, that, yeah that is about this person as well okay um but i suppose this song is more about the person who they believe is responsible for bringing about all that stuff
0: wow yeah
1: mm.
0: yeah the 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 mars volta like backstories are always like well yeah, always but the ones i know are like oh wow that's that's rough mm. like this is not what i thought that story would sound like musically <laughs> but yeah. i mean they you know you tell the story with the tools you have and that's what cedric mm-hmm. and omar sound like um, Yeah, like you you know uh the story behind the bedlam and goliath no album so that's that's the album after Amputecture. Mm-hmm. and uh they were in israel somewhere in western asia um and bought a spirit board like a ouija board that they named goliath and it kind of cursed them they had like real bad luck like real dark stuff sort of happening and that's the theme for the album the bedlam and goliath
1: wow i i don't know man i feel like if you will bring that situation upon yourself you know (laughs) yeah but yeah that's crazy it's it's The Mars Volta and At the Drive In are one of those bands that have always kind of been on the periphery for me and I've just liked the music. Mm. But yeah, re- reading up about them, it's like, whoa. You've you've really had a bit of a crazy time.
0: Have you, have you listened to uh, any de facto?
1: No, I think we talked about this before. Um
0: That was yeah, not... the the dub group that they had in between I forget exactly the timeline. If maybe they're doing it at the same time as at the drive-in, and then after the breakup, they stopped doing de facto and did just the Mars Volta. I, I mean, I know you enjoy some dub. Yeah, uh, I've, I've listened to some. I've enjoyed it. I haven't really done the the dive that you know I did on the Mars Volta in the summer of two thousand seventeen. Hmm. Um, but I've I've in, it's it's harder to find, is why.
1: Um, Uh, i was gonna say i'm gonna write it down uh and see if i can check it out but yeah
0: it it is on spotify but it's not at the oram public library so that's why it wasn't part of that uh 2017 mars volta dive
1: wow you've let us down for the first time Orem public library (laughs) honestly this we should rename the podcast it's just like an advert a long-running advert
0: yeah uh Soron Public Library, Library presents the International yeah. Internet Strangers Mixtape.
1: <laughs> Why not? Uh,
0: all right. <sighs> um yeah, anything else on on concertina?
1: Um I guess like so my introduction to at the drive-in was through uh, acrobatic tenement. Okay. It's just from '96, which wasn't the most popular album, but it was the one that my sister owned, so it was that, the one that I listened to the most.
0: Again, very you know. important.
1: Yeah, um, and I yeah, there's there's something kind of uh, there's some kind of link between this song and that album. I can't put my finger on it, but and you know, not just that it's the same singer <laughs> right well
0: <laughs> sure sure but
1: there's a feeling
0: uh yeah kind of comes back from that
1: mm.
0: yeah it's and it's a it's a definitely a good introduction uh to the mars volta because yeah. they are uh in the category that i i i, I think of as challenge music uh, yes and i think that's uh that's fair yeah i mean that's why I, I set my mind to it i was like i, I recognize some good in this group
1: mm-hmm. they
0: keep kind of coming around for me um like at the the bookstore i worked at we found a copy of amputech no no Amputecture i got from the radio station at college oh i think we found the bedlam and goliath like somebody's personal copy laying around somewhere I forget the story but that's how I hmm. ripped a copy of the Bedlam and Goliath hmm. um, they, yeah so they were always just kind of in a, I, I eventually decided listen I'm gonna do this I've got I've got all the, the releases now um, and that's basically all that was all the music that was on my iPod for that summer that and like some NWA because that's I think when Straight Outta Compton <laughs> came out brilliant um yeah you want to roll on to the to the last one well i say the last one it's the last one i've got the clips for
1: that works really well because it's the last one that i i wrote any any notes for (laughs) Uh,
0: classic five song episode i love it yeah uh all right yeah let's kick this one
1: So that is uh, Head head Swim with Tourniquet. Um, So that's from 1997. And that was a local band. So they're from Essex. And I grew up kind of on the border of London and Essex. So my, I've probably said this before, apologies if I'm repeating myself, but like my high school had two buildings. And technically, one of them was in London and one of them was in Essex because oh, we were wow. right, right on the edge.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Um,
1: Yeah, I'm not 100% sure exactly where they're from, but I do know that they were one of those bands that, you know, when I was reading, like, Kerrang! and whatever, if you'd see them mentioned, it's like, ah, they're from around here! Yeah. Um, That said, this was their biggest hit. Arguably, you know their only real kind of chart success. Sure. Um, so yeah, they're not they're not massively well known.
0: Um, yeah, they're they're one of those uh, on on this um, this and the the previous mix where I'm like, oh, like you know, 10 15 years later, I realize, oh, I still haven't heard any other head swim. Yeah.
1: Like it, yeah. they've
0: never come up any, anywhere else
1: no um i i think that like some of them have gone off and done other stuff i was looking at their wikipedia page as we do yeah um in preparation and yeah i nothing really stood out to me as as being recognizable
0: sure um... and and they you know weren't as popular as blur and able to retire to a cheese farmer
1: or or parliament
0: Cheese yeah. farm is absolutely the wrong term, but
1: it's—I
0: <laughs> I like uh, it the most. Cheese. Did you farm. know
1: that he, he actually has a a festival on his farm now, a music festival. Oh,
0: I'm called
1: uh, the Big Festival. That's fun. which is all about like good food, good music. Uh, it sounds good, but it also sounds terribly middle class. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'll be going to that. But...
0: And okay, so uh here's here's a sub topic that i've i've kind of wanted to bring up here you say middle class Mm. i think describe more what what you mean there because (laughs) i don't think it means what it means over here
1: so okay so historically there were you had the working class, okay, um, which would be you know people mostly working in like manual labor kind of jobs um, or like jobs that don't require education necessarily. Like you know there could be skilled jobs, but yeah, you have A- to go to electrician
0: university. is yeah exactly yeah working class. It's it requires education, but it's not uh, educa- It requires training and, and skill, but not. Yeah. A knowledge of the classics.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, upper class is like toffs, basically. Like rich people uh, who are slightly detached from reality. Yeah.
0: The landed uh, gentry.
1: Exactly. Born with a silver spoon in your mouth, that kind of thing. Middle class, I think the meaning of it has changed slightly over the years because it kind of meant people who are neither those two things right but it's kind of it's kind of come to mean like there's a slightly derogatory feeling towards it sure. like to me when i say middle class i mean like people who vote conservative who watch cricket and kind of aspire to be upper class gotcha but are gotcha. never gonna make it um P-
0: pronounce the last name bouquet instead of bucket
1: yeah, I guess so. I mean,
0: I mean that's I'm that's sure an older that... example. That's not really a, a contemporary.
1: <laughs> I got it. Keeping yeah. up appearances. Oh sure, sure. Um, yeah, I am sure that there will be people listening to this completely disagreeing with that definition, but that is my definition. Um, and that's that's yeah.
0: Okay. No, that 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 makes makes sense. I I okay, and I can see the the festival. Um, Hmm. falling into that Um, but it does connect me to and and you don't have to answer for your nation's (laughs) uh, linguistic history here but but just like based on what you know why why would public school is a private school right
1: yeah I public school is a
0: fancier education like in in the english terminology you say public school education that is higher end right
1: yeah that's like posh schools so what would my school have been like a state school i guess public school
0: because because here you know public Mm. school is is the one that's run by the local school district everybody gets to go it's it's public it's it's everybody's and then private schools are the ones that you pay a tuition to get into and you have to apply and all that
1: yeah so a public school like the i've just googled it because i was trying to think what on earth would mine be called is is typically a school in england and wales but not scotland okay uh traditionally for older boys you had to pay to get in
0: which just doesn't Uh, doesn't seem public to me
1: no, no, that definition feels all
0: wrong. But yeah, um, and then and uh, then I, I, the third thing that that you're on trial for here, if if we can bring it back to the head swim song, uh, mm. so Marilyn Manson has a song called Tourniquet with a hard T at yes. the end. The head swim song okay. here, Tourniquet, with the the French yeah. ending. Mm-hmm. So for. Country with such a historied rivalry <laughs> with France, I'm I'm just so curious at the the frequency of using French versions of words. Like mm-hmm. it's not an eggplant; it's aubergine. It's not yeah. a zucchini; it's a courgette. It it's so funny to me watching, I, and obviously I'm picking that all up from a uh, baking show, but. <laughs> uh, what the, like, i I thought y'all hated the french i thought that was not friendly there
1: uh, so i mean we've got a long and complicated relationship with france I, you've got to remember that we are neighbors you know yeah people have swum from, <laughs> from,
0: from one from to England the other to yeah.
1: yeah you know um but you're right we we have a lot of of loan words like I, I, yeah you've just said a load but yeah like deja vu cul-de-sac you know things yeah. like that i don't know i don't know i guess i i don't know what the answer is <laughs> i i want to say it's a proximity thing maybe but it could be you know to do with
0: <sighs> yeah there, there could be like hundreds of years of history as to why yeah. why in america it's a zucchini and england it's a courgette i, I do mean not know. we're no closer to italy than you know but that's the one we took
1: yeah i was just thinking is it something to do with like you know the the, the history of like the kings and queens and when they make alliances with other countries through marriage and mm. stuff like that and and then you find a lot of culture comes over
0: yeah yeah it i yeah, as you say know. that, I think, like, oh, it could just be, that's the recipes, those are the recipes that came over, the eggplant yeah. recipes that came over were French recipes that called for aubergine.
1: I mean, it's it's not all food words. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I, that's I could, true. I could see that if that was the case, but, like, yeah, like, entrepreneur, faux pas.
0: That's true. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think about those necessarily, because those are also ones that, in the wider English language we've all adopted yeah. um yeah I, and that that may for some reason i didn't uh, connect those at all yeah because no, you know because yeah those are just part of the wider language that mm. that english has stolen um yeah
1: and, i mean there's years and years ago there was a really great uh, sort of documentary comedy thing that eddie Izzard did um I think it was called Mongol Nation, but it was it was essentially a kind of comedic look at the fact that English is a Mongol language. Oh, yeah. Like we've just pinched bits from different <laughs> languages, you know. It was it was very good.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, I like uh, to think with, with English anything that where you find a pattern, like a logical pattern in, in the language is something that was borrowed from someone else.
1: Yeah yeah i
0: think that's fair um and i guess uh, now, now that we've talked about it i think i've really kind of boiled down what the question i had about um things like that uh, ab- about borrowing from from the french and the supposed rivalry with france is are there people do you know of people who refuse to use the french word for things when there's another word available
1: no because
0: that sounds then... very american to me <laughs> that that's very freedom fries
1: oh wow yeah 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 no it i mean that to me sounds a bit like english defense league british national party kind of uh yeah level no and i don't hang out with anyone like that
0: yeah when i say do you know of people i mean like in the news not in yeah, your no, social I... circles
1: no no absolutely um no, I don't know anyone like that no. uh, or of anyone like that. But you, You've never seen a bumper I'm sticker sure that says
0: uh, I'm calling it zucchini or something. <laughs> and that's a fun one because yeah. I, there's no English equivalent. Aubergine has an eggplant, but zucchini is fully Italian. Yeah. I don't know what other yeah. things it would be called.
1: Well, like a massive one is called a marrow, which oh, feels very, I mean, maybe it's not, but that feels very English.
0: Like, yeah. I, that's know. something i like if i saw that i'd have to look it up because i'm mm-hmm. not as familiar with that phrase at all so mm. yeah big you know union jack bumper sticker i'm calling it zucchini
1: do you know what that's 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 a whole other episode but bumper stickers aren't really a thing over here like, well,
0: that's nice
1: they, they never really have been like you might see one if you see one it's a rarity it makes you go oh they've got a bumper sticker
0: they, oh, <laughs> they believe in a thing yeah yeah
1: my, my neighbor uh, moved out recently, but her girlfriend bought her one that says, so gay, I can't even drive straight. <laughs> and uh, just to add insult to injury, she put it on wonky. Yes.
0: <sighs> That's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But no, they're, they're definitely not the norm over here.
0: And, and I'm assuming also that, that you've been spared the trend of uh, flags.
1: Yeah, yes. flags generally aren't. I think, I mean, we are recording this on what is the the Queen's Platinum Jubilee weekend. Right. Um, so 70 years on the throne for old Lizzie. Um, so this weekend is all about the flags. There are flags everywhere, but that, again, is not normally the case. Unfortunately, we've kind of reached a point in, in British history where flags are kind of associated with like bigots so
0: yeah well and that's specifically what i was thinking of over here for the last seven to five years here Hmm. um not to name names but a recently defeated presidential candidate and his devotees i guess
1: yeah excellent word for Um,
0: it they've decided that bumper stickers are not enough t-shirts are not enough red baseball caps are not enough there have to be poorly designed flags mm. it is truly truly wild how often i because I, I love like flag design i like vexillology i love national flags
1: you, you collect flags don't
0: you i, I do Yeah, mm. and just the form has been like it's it's to our anytime honestly anytime in this state that i see a a flagpole uh obviously you're going to see an american flag and i (laughs) that's background noise now I i don't even really clock it except to say oh we're at half mast i wonder which thing we're at half mast for which national tragedy Oh, and then to say, oh, yeah. we're back up. We're back flying at at the top. Things are okay now. Mm. That that last shooting didn't count. Not enough to to lower it. Not national enough. I don't know. Um. So the, there's that step, and then the other one is, oh, it's it's definitely a, an ugly. Uh. Let's see. What are the ones I've seen? Uh. Obviously, just a classic "Make America Great Again," and then either 2020 or 2024 underneath um sometimes those are keep america great those ones are actually okay in their design they look pretty corporate and i don't like words on a flag but that's what this is for so that's fine you see a lot of the gadston flag the yellow don't tread on me snake
1: oh i didn't know that's what that was called yeah
0: yeah so that one that one comes up a lot um and then just very very ugly let's go brandon flags what's that oh you've been spared oh (laughs) i don't i don't know if i want to ruin you but uh so last year year before maybe how long has this dumb thing been going on there's a a nascar race and uh, the guy who won it's a fellow called brandon his first Mm -hmm. name i forget uh who exactly but the he won and they're interviewing on him on live television after the win and the whole uh, crowd starts a fuck Joe Biden chant. Lovely. And the announcers to try and cover it up because this is live, you know, network television. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't say that sort of thing. are like, oh, the crowd is chanting let's go Brandon. <laughs> and so now it has become synonymous and so you'll see like a big dumb flag that says let's go Brandon hashtag FJB
1: right uh, okay
0: so they're using
1: it as a, as a very thin code
0: yeah right and I, I it's funny I did bring it up on a uh, I forget which subreddit I, I mentioned it on because uh, I had seen just like a particularly ugly it's pr- only printed on one side it has like an American flag in in the middle of it it's like black but there's a flag and there's words it was really ugly and somebody who is like kind of a conservative person was like oh that yeah that's old so there are people on that side who are kind of rolling their eyes at the whole thing too Mm. um yeah it's funny like one of the the questions i was like well if we ever have a little space on the show that i'll bring up is does england have anything as dumb as let's go brandon
1: almost certainly i'd have to have a think but um i'm sure i'm sure i think my friend is here so i'm gonna have to go i'm really sorry
0: no worries as always jesus was cancelled